Welcome to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense, deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Welcome to the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. I'm Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist, and I'm so glad you're listening today because today we're going to talk about love and relationships. And I'm going to share with you three secrets to an exceptional love relationship. I love talking about love, and I guess I love love, and I love helping my clients experience good and healthy love. I grew up watching my parents love each other. They've been married for 56 years this year, and it has been amazing to to just witness their undeniable love for each other. Have they always acted perfectly all the time towards each other? No, no couple does. But their love and their desire to love each other well was a staple in our home. And I am certain without a shadow of a doubt, that they have been soulmates for many, many lifetimes. We'll talk about soulmates and soul agreements in another episode. But because of how they modeled true love towards each other, my siblings and I learned how to love easily, forgive quickly, talk through challenges, and honor our mates while making sure that we have mates that treat us with the same respect and regard that we have for them. So it's by their example that I get to share these three secrets that I learned from them about how to have an exceptional love relationship. Over the years in my practice, I've worked with hundreds of couples to get their relationships back on track. And by the time they come see me, their relationship is in pretty bad shape and they need some intense and immediate intervention to begin to repair the damage that's been done. They need to feel heard by their spouse. They need to believe that what they feel and think matters. They need to learn how to communicate with each other so that their spouse will listen to them. They need to understand what underlies their behaviors and their choices in the relationship so that they can course correct and build on what works. They need a neutral party to help them. When clients come in for therapy, I tell them this one truth. And this one truth matters above all else. Because if this truth doesn't exist, all efforts to repair their relationship will be in vain. The truth is this. Each partner must be entirely committed to making the changes necessary to improve the relationship or the relationship repair will not happen. You cannot have one foot in the relationship and one foot out the door. You have to be all in. I've had couples sit on my couch who have already filed for divorce and they're coming to see me is their last ditch effort. They say, Janice, we don't know what else to do. We want to save our marriage, but we've been in counseling before and nothing's worked. Can you please help us try to salvage our relationship? And I tell them I'll do whatever it takes that I can to help them, but it's their job to do whatever it takes to help themselves uh, make their relationship great again. The vast majority of couples that have come into my office are 100% committed to doing whatever it takes to change. And to be very honest, it's, it's the most beautiful thing to witness the shifts. 
They develop more compassion for each other. They develop more insight and understanding about how each of them has contributed to their challenges. And they finally learn how to communicate with each other in ways that lead to problem resolution and deeper love. A young couple in their early 30s came in already having filed for divorce. They'd been together for several years, but over time, the trust and faith in their relationship had eroded. They were at the end of their marital rope and they needed a lifeline if they were going to not only survive in this relationship, but thrive. I assessed them to see if they were truly committed to the process because this process, it's an arduous one and it really cannot be taken lightly. Remember, you have to be all in. Fortunately, they were ready and willing to do the work um, and to work through the resentment, the anger, the disappointment, and the fear that had built up between them. And the fear was around, can they really be safe with each other? They did not fear physical harm. They came in regularly and followed my advice. I not only taught them about these three secrets, that I'm going to teach you today about how to have an exceptional relationship. But I also taught them about what needs they had that weren't being met, what decisions drove their behaviors and what they could do for themselves and for each other to massively and rapidly upgrade their relationship to the top 10% of relationships. Long story short, within one year, they had made major strides. They put into practice, all of the recommendations that I had given them. They practiced their new methods of communication that we had used in session, and they built one of the strongest relationships that I had ever seen a young couple have. Last I heard, they had just renewed their vows. They bought a house and are pregnant with their first child. I promise y'all this is a real story. I did not embellish one bit. But I see this kind of transformation all of the time with the couples that come to see me. They just need to be heard. They just need to learn how to communicate. And they just need to learn what their own needs are and how they can get their needs met. They also need to learn what their partner's needs are and how they can effectively meet their partner's needs so that they can move forward together in full partnership. So today's podcast is aiming at helping you work on your relationship right now. Granted, this does not take the place of effective couples therapy, but it is a beautiful place to begin to think about how you can take your relationship to new heights. I can tell you that a relationship can begin to change even if one person is doing the work and breaking the destructive patterns. You may be in a partnership where the other person the other half of you, the other partner, does not want to do any work, but you want to be in a relationship. So when one person starts to work on something and changing how they interact with the other partner, and they do it differently, and they do it long enough, the partner is bound to start noticing that the same dynamic isn't playing out, which naturally gives the other partner the opportunity to take a step back and perhaps respond differently too. The bottom line is this, y'all. People don't get married to get divorced. They get married because they want to build a life with someone for the long term and they want to belong to somebody. 
My goal is to teach my clients what it takes to take their relationship to the highest and best levels of happiness. Ultimately, if you want to repair your relationship, I do suggest that you reach out to a therapist to help you because most marriages can't be fixed on their own. You got to have help from an objective person. But the information today is going to be a great start. So let's dive in. There are three secrets to an exceptional relationship, and I really can't wait to share them with you. So while you're listening today, I ask that you connect with the reason that you committed to your partner. Go back to the time that the two of you dated. Think about when you fell in love with that person. What did you love about them? What drew you to them? What made you believe that you could have a future with them? So I want you to keep in mind all of this today as I talk. Have that beginning part of your relationship front and center. The first secret, I believe, is what is quickly lost when couples begin to have problems. And this secret is one that says that you need to have unconditional positive regard for your spouse. Simply put, this secret means that you always know that your spouse has a positive intention towards you, that they don't have malicious intent at any point. When you realize this, when you accept this, you can definitely have an easier time working through misunderstandings and the pain that exists between the two of you. So the elements in this secret are that you see your mate as your equal partner, that he or she is your primary ally, that he or she is benevolent, that each of you has the ultimate goal of working through challenges to resolve them lovingly and respectfully, that you seek to understand your partner's emotions, their thoughts and their needs. You have compassion towards your partner when they make a mistake or they struggle, and you have a genuine desire to give them what they need in the way that they need it. When you have unconditional positive regard towards your partner, you are able to step back when problems arise and you can detach enough that you filter your partner's behavior through a lens of understanding that they have feelings behind their behaviors. And it's not just behaviors being behaviors with a negative intention towards you. So here's another story. I worked with a couple who was in their early 40s. They had been together for a while and they had three children. uh, And they had many years invested in their relationship even before they had children. But they were experiencing a lot of stress and strain and they needed help and fast. They knew that they wanted to not only salvage their relationship, but reconnect with each other in ways that enrich their marriage. Both of these adults worked and the woman also kind of took the lead of taking care of the three children, ages five, three, and six months. That's a lot of stress to deal with. Unfortunately, they'd lost touch with each other and they didn't really know how to find their way back to one another. And they didn't know how to best communicate with each other in a way that worked. She needed to be, uh, feel like there was more of an emotional connection that she had with her husband to share herself, both emotionally and physically. And he needed to be validated and to feel wanted. Within a three-month period of hard work, and I'm telling you, they worked hard. They fought for their marriage. They had learned about each other in new ways, and they began to solidly repair their relationship. 
The couple that once sat on separate ends of the couch, and I mean literally hugging the ends of the couch, facing away from each other, pissed. They were now sitting right next to each other, gazing in each other's eyes lovingly and with compassion and understanding. They took my advice and established time for themselves and created new memories for each other by making their relationship a priority instead of letting life and responsibilities consume them. They had to learn how to overcome the awkwardness that reconnection brings. They had to consciously do for each other until the behaviors became natural. But they did it. And they did it because they had the following beliefs. They believed that there was treasure in their relationship. They believed that they could find the treasure in their relationship again. They believed that they were fully committed to finding it. And they also believed that it was completely worth it, worth all the work it took to make their relationship beautiful again. Their love life improved and they no longer resented the other for what they weren't getting. In fact, they couldn't talk enough about how they were getting all of their needs met. They identified ways that they could meet each other's needs in ways that really worked and can now naturally and genuinely model these loving ways to their children so that their little babies will grow up into adults who consciously choose partners that are loving, that are respectful, and who can give them what they need. Again, did not make up this story. True story. So the second secret that I want to share with you today is offering genuine forgiveness. If you don't learn anything else from today's podcast, learn this. Forgiveness, true forgiveness, is the key to a healthy relationship. And I'm not talking about saying you forgive your partner to shut them up and then secretly harbor resentment towards them over time. If you do that, there is no point in offering forgiveness because it's fake. I'm talking about real, honest, and true forgiveness of your partner and yourself where you're willing to work through your partner's offense with them, where you openly listen to what they need and why they have behaved the way they did. And you create a space for your partner to take responsibility for their behavior. And you create a space where you can take responsibility for yours. This is a tough one for most people because we tend to stay defensive when we feel hurt. But if you're somebody who needs your spouse to beg for your forgiveness, uh, so that you, because you believe that in order for your relationship to heal, they have to beg it because they have to beg for it because that's the only way that you'll know that they mean it. Uh, it really means that you are way more concerned with being in control and manipulating your spouse than loving them. I completely understand how it might take a moment or two, and I mean a moment or two, I don't mean days, I don't mean hours, I mean a few moments to come down from intense emotions. But withholding true forgiveness from your spouse is punishing and it causes more damage to an already struggling relationship if that's where you're at. I encourage my clients to intentionally sit down, listen to one another, and hold a genuine space for resolve and repair. Couples need to learn how to invite their partners to help them resolve the pain that they experience 
even if their partner was the one that had behavior that caused them pain. When you truly forgive someone, you accept their request for forgiveness. While you may have some hesitancy to let go of your skepticism that your partner really actually may mean what they say, you need to accept their offering in good faith until they prove otherwise. And if you find that you can't let go of an issue, you have to understand that it's you that's struggling to find peace with it. And you just might need to get some professional help to work through it, redefine it, so that it doesn't bring toxicity into the relationship. Lastly, if there's something you need to ask forgiveness for, then by all means do that with your spouse. It takes a lot of strength to apologize and ask for forgiveness. And I can tell you this, it really does bring people closer, asking for forgiveness and offering forgiveness. Look, no one's perfect. Mistakes are going to be made on both ends. But if you want to truly fix your relationship, you have to make room for the fixing. And you have to make that a priority. You must have unconditional positive regard for your partner and genuinely offer forgiveness. Here's another story. If you haven't noticed already, I do work with a lot of couples who have children and they who are trying to figure out how to balance everything. But this couple was stuck. One of the primary decisions that they needed to make was which one of them was going to find a better job that allowed them the flexibility to spend more time together. As it turns out, the wife kind of knew that she wanted to downsize her job and she wanted to do that for a while. She just hadn't taken the leap to do it because truly there wasn't that much internal pressure within her to do that. So in therapy, this decision became a primary focus, and she knew that by finding a job that brought her the same level of satisfaction that her other one did, but that demanded less of her, less travel, shorter days in the office, that she could be the wife that she wanted to be and spend more time with her husband and children. And don't get me wrong, the she and the husband did talk about which one of them would look for a different job. The husband was just as willing, but the desire uh, was more on the part of the wife. So interestingly enough, she was the primary breadwinner, um, and she shared uh, with her husband that she was in full support of this job change for herself and that she willingly decided to do it because, to be honest, she just wanted to take some pressure off herself, and she knew that if she reduced the pressure on her, she could show up differently for him and he would be able to show up differently for her. So this decision alone changed the trajectory of their relationship, and they were able to make the necessary actions um, to share more and spend more time with each other. They did have to learn to reconnect with each other. They did have to learn that they had two opposite personalities. She was hard wired to achieve, and he was much more kind of emotional and needed that connection. So by her staying home more and reducing her hours and reducing the pressure, it allowed her to be more emotionally available for her husband. The last secret is secret three, and it has to do with priorities. You know when something is important to you, you'll make sure that you get it done. If you want to repair your relationship, you must make sure 
uh, that that's your number one priority above all else, above your job, above your relationship with your children. Yes, I did say above your relationship with your children. Because your relationship with your partner needs to be intact and healthy so that you can model good, sweet love to your children to teach them how to find good, sweet love too. Your partnership is the glue that holds the family together. So you have to make sure that making your relationship healthy is a number one priority. It's where the third secret um, has to do with putting your partner first. When you're in a healthy relationship, you and your partner must make sure that your partner's needs are met first. Let me explain what I mean if that sounds a little confusing. I'm not talking about practicing martyrdom. By no means, because martyrdom is not part of an equal partnership. I'm talking about you loving your spouse enough to want to make sure that you meet your partner's needs before your own. I see so many couples who struggle with this. Usually there's one partner who gives more and who wants, who tends to take more. It's just how most partnerships work. But when each of you puts your partner's needs first, with a genuine desire to make your partner happy, your relationship grows leaps and bounds. When you put your partner first, their happiness and their emotional safety trumps yours because you know in your heart that seeing them happy makes you happy. This means that if your partner wants or needs something and you know that it would bring them happiness and perhaps eliminate any pain, you make sure they get it whether it means offering them emotional, financial, or physical support, you just do it. When I work with couples, I teach them about how to establish their sacred kingdom, where they work every day to surround themselves and their partnership in a bubble of love so that nothing toxic gets in. And this includes outside relationships with other family members, with in-laws, with professional relationships, with friendships. I'll be talking about how to create the sacred kingdom in another podcast, but for now, it's enough for you to remember that your relationship with your spouse, it's one of the most important relationships you can have outside of the relationship that you have with yourself. When you put your partner first, you're of the mindset that you'll do whatever it takes to bring happiness, love, peace, and safety to them every single day of your life. I could tell you without a shadow of a doubt that the top 1% of couples that are truly, truly happy is that they wake up every day saying to themselves, what can I do today to show my partner that I love them, that I honor them, that I need them, and that I respect them. I hope you've gotten some golden nuggets today because I really want you to begin to make strides uh, to make your relationship amazing. Unfortunately, not all couples are meant to stay together, but most couples can if they're committed and if they fight for their love, not compete with each other to win an argument or to be right. And if they do everything they can to make changes that they need to elevate their relationship above all other relationships. So thanks for listening today. This is Janice Cohen, the intuitive therapist, wishing you a wonderful day, a blessed week. And as always, 
recommending that you live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes. 